I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to the Arnie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are going to be sharing some of our shocking, wild, funny spring break stories. Now, this would be a very timely episode with spring break around the corner, but we need to catch up. It's been a minute. Kara's been all over and it's like mid-March at this point, right? No, yeah. it's April. Wait, is it April? Wait, April. Yes. Uh, you said March yes, in my oh head. My I like saw April. <laughs> it's one of those mornings. Me and Allison wow. are struggling a little. Yes, it's mid-April. So whether you've been on spring break or you still have it based on like your school, good episode for you. But yes, we've had a lot going on this past month. Do you want to go first? I feel like you should go first. No, you go first. Yours is more exciting. Yes. Catching up. I've been working nonstop. I feel like my whole life is just, it comes in waves. So right now is a crazy back-to-back shoots I was working on. So from March 5th to March 21st, I was gone. And the first shoot was the Disney World shoot, which I'm finally getting to share all the details about. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. So yeah, basically we... I was working again with Beautiful Destinations and Visit the USA, or they were doing a video to promote international travelers to come back to Disney World because I guess, you know, they still want some more people coming to the parks. It hasn't hit what they were expecting it to be back at for, you know, visitors or whatever. So we had an international family. We had a family, um, like Latino family and their grandpa. And like Stop. they came... Yeah. And it was like a nine-year-old girl and then her grandpa. And that was like kind of the main characters and like the whole family was there. And it was like the grandpa was writing a letter to the granddaughter throughout like their trip and who would stop at different parts of the park and like write this letter or it was like in a journal. It was so cute. Loved all the talent. They were so much fun. And then this grandpa is actually like a telenovela star. And he was like getting recognized when we were filming this commercial. Like we'd be in the park and like people would come up to him. Yes, because he's like a telenovela star, which is like the Latino soap operas. And Ruben Morales is his name. If you want to look him up, he's literally iconic. He has like a 
acting school in Miami. And he was giving me and Hania, so Hania's like my associate producer that I work with. He was giving us like vocal lessons, acting lessons, like off on the side. He was just amazing. And yeah, we were like at a Mexican restaurant and like our waiter recognized him and like three other workers came up and like took pictures with him. And this other lady, like we were at another store and she like called her daughter to like come in and like take a picture with him. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute and wholesome. But yeah, we just got to run around the parks, filmed all the parks. We were up at like 4.50 a.m. to get into the parks at 5.30 a.m. and film before guests arrived. Because the first guests can get into the park in some places at like 7.30 or 8. Because like if you stay at the resort, then you get early access for some of the resorts. And like, yeah, so we'd be there super, super early. Um, But it was so cool to see Disney World like at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. when like no one's there and kind of like see the behind the scenes process. But yeah, we got to... They gave us two tickets throughout the week to kind of go back into the park like after we were done filming or if we had a break, you could go into the park um, by ourselves. And (laughs) this is like a terrible confession. But like one of the nights we were done at like five or six and me and Hani were like, we're just going to go and not tell anyone because like once you get a big group, coordinating a big group to run around Disney World is like a lot. So and we only wanted to do the one ride. We just wanted to do Hollywood Tower of Terror. And so we're like, we just like snuck off, went by ourselves, like took the bus into Disney, wrote, like waited in line for two hours. Literally the line for this dumb ride was two hours. But it's kind of nice because the whole wait is just like along this kind of like bench wall. So we just sat the whole time, responded to emails. We posted some Instagram stories, posted a post. Like we both were like, wow, I actually would do that two hour wait again because it was just like we got stuff done. And then that was at seven. So we got done the ride at nine and we're about to walk out of the park. This is Hollywood Studios. There's like, yeah, again, four Disney parks. But okay, the park closed at nine. It was nine o'clock and we were walking off the Hollywood Tower of Terror on this high. Like, wow, the ride was so much fun. Do you know like the Tower of Terror? That's the one like drops, right? Yeah, so... Yes, it is a good one. That's a good one. And like someone told us, they're like, apparently it's never the same drop sequence. So even if you ride that ride like 20 times, like you can get all these different patterns of the ride. So it's even fun for the regulars that go all the time. But yeah, we're about to walk out of the park. And then I was like, well, honey, like you haven't seen rock and roller coaster. Like we should just go look at it. Like let's just go walk by. There's like a big guitar you can go see. And we're walking by and this lady was like, do you guys want to be my last riders? And it was like 9.05. So we just like thought the park was like closed, but she was like, you guys can be my last riders if you want. And we literally were screaming at the top of our lungs. We are like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, and she was like not expecting that. We were acting like five-year-olds. We were just like so excited because we just thought we were going to get one ride in and have to go home. We're like, oh my God, we got two rides. Like, this is amazing. And we're like screaming and running. And she was just like, wow, like I picked good people. Like they were excited. <laughs> and so that was just like a high. But yeah, I got to do lots of rides. Also like did Animal Kingdom. And there's like an insane um, ride for Avatar. And like that like blew my mind. Like you're in like a motorcycle and you're like flying through. I don't even know. It's crazy. So... All in all, Disney was great. We had a great time. Wow. That is so much going on. I'm sure you're exhausted after all yeah, of that. Yeah, it was so exhausting, but so much fun. And I'm so excited to see the video. Like, I just know it's going to be so good. We were filming one scene during like the fireworks show because they do a bunch of fireworks shows at night. And one of the client people, they saw the shot that our videographer got. And he's like, that's literally a $100,000 shot right there. And we're like, wow, look oh at my us. God. Yeah, like they were so impressed. So we're like, I'm excited to see the final product. Like it's going to be a really good one. So yeah. So that was the definition of the money shot. It was literally the money shot. Yeah, it's like when he said that, I was like, wait, <laughs> we got the money shot. So yeah, it was a crazy trip. Very fun. Um, yeah, excited to see the final product. Tell us all about what you've been up to. Again, it's been a minute. Okay, I really haven't been up to that much. Nothing as exciting as what you've been doing, but I feel like I need to be vulnerable and just uh, have like a little friend therapy session right now. But I'm going to try to keep it fun and relatable because I want you guys to listen and feel like this is a nice, lighthearted, carefree podcast. Um, But I feel like I can't authentically share what I've been doing the last month without being honest. If you listened to last week's episode, that was our 
big decisions one, which was very timely because I basically was presented this opportunity like a month ago. And it's kind of been... The seed was planted about a year ago. And I don't know. I I can't say too much to give it away. But basically, the individual slash business thing like came to me a while ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm drowning. Like, could never do that. Can't make that work. And then they like kept reaching out again and again. And finally, like last last month, I was like, okay, I'll hear you out. Like, let's meet. What's up? And I am just so confused and so tired. And I just don't even know what's going on because I feel like I finally had things figured out. Like as of February, I was like, perfect. New Wave is back on pop-ups. Like we were kind of doing this batch recording with the podcast. I'm getting to travel like once a month. I'm finally seeing my friends and family again. Like we're good. But also like I was finally feeling rested and comfortable for the first time in like literally three years. And I feel like I didn't even get to milk that and enjoy it for like two weeks. And then all of a sudden, like another thing came around the corner. And I don't know if this is just my fatal flaw of self-sabotage, but I like constantly have to make my life like so chaotic or something. Like, I don't know if I just can't deal with something being like easy and stress-free if I just like have to, I don't know, keep spicing it up or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Part of my personality. So I'm a Libra sun. So I like everything very beautiful and aesthetic. And then I'm a Capricorn moon. So I'm just working constantly and love to work. And then the Virgo rising is like order, detail, organization. So I just feel like my brain never, ever shuts off. And this is also an interesting thing I've realized with being sober for the past 10 months. Like I have been 100% sober. I don't smoke. I don't drink right now. And my brain hasn't turned off in 10 months. And Mm -hmm. that is not something I was like really prepared for because I only thought about how beneficial not drinking would be. Like my skin will clear up. Like I'll save money. Like all these things. But I think we can all relate. Like sometimes you're just like, I just need to like turn off right now. However that is, like for everyone else, it's different. But even if I'm watching a movie or like out with friends and trying to do something to just like, like I have fun, but my brain never stops. Like it's constantly like, ooh, that's inspiring. I could make a TikTok about that. I could do this. I should say this on the podcast. That's a great business opportunity. Like my brain doesn't stop and it is so exhausting but full circle. So with this business thing, there's quite a few individuals involved. And me and one of the guys, he's probably like in his early 40s. I finally met someone who is like me. He literally has the same (laughs) birth chart. We are the same person. He is like, I'm like, wait, I think this is how other people perceive me. And he was like, we have the same brain. And I was like, I know, like we are the same person, but you're like a dad of three and you've been in business for 12 years and we have like such, like you would never think that we would be so similar. And he was like, all I have to say is, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was like, wow. Well, at least now I, because I don't know if it's just also being an Enneagram 4 and feeling like I'm different or something, but my brain, while it is my favorite thing, is also my least favorite thing about myself sometimes because it just, it, it doesn't stop. I don't even know where I was going with this, but basically I'm just like really tired and confused because I'm trying to make this decision and I, I need someone to tell me what to do. I don't want to decide for myself. That's basically it. I don't know. I'm just figuring out how to stop, how to stop self-sabotaging myself, but I don't really have the answers right now. Yeah. And I have no answers for you, but (laughs) do you feel like (laughs) taking on this project is getting you to the right place? Because maybe that's, you are, you know, every time you're comfortable, maybe you just like are seeking discomfort to keep growing. That's like what is coming to my head. How do you feel about that? I actually feel like this opportunity is really exciting. That actually isn't really what's making me so tired. I honestly feel like it's just like how life and society are like existing is so tiring. I feel like I get caught up and then like another email comes and then like I get another long text message about something. Then it's like another birthday and then Peaches needs grooming and then I need to wash the bed sheets. Like it just feels like sometimes there is just so fucking much to do. And I love business and I like making money. And I'm like, these are the things I want to do. I don't have to do all of these like other chores and errands. And even though I like, I'm trying to romanticize all that, I feel like it's hard because I'm trying to set boundaries right now. And I don't feel like some people in my life maybe like those boundaries, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. 
because it seems personal. But like, I'm happy, but I feel like it's offensive to them. Yeah, because like I don't said, know, just different. It is exhausting doing everything all the time and working and like making ends meet. Yeah. I feel, okay, they call it cost of living. And I'm like, no, bro, that is cost of existing. If I, cost of living is me on a yacht in Croatia. Like cost of existing is just expensive enough as it is, let alone like out there living your best life. Mm -hmm. And that's also just part of like getting into your later 20s. Like I remember being in college and not really thinking about, I don't know, some of those bigger expenses or whatever. I cannot even imagine having kids. So sorry, like to the exhaustion financial point, if you have children, I feel for you. I can't even imagine having my current life, like plus children. I don't know how people do it. I literally don't either. It's No, I'm not ready for that. (laughs) It's beyond me. So I literally think about that all the time. I'm like, kids are so expensive. And it is, it's exhausting. Like peaches is expensive enough. Like I went to get her yeah. green last week, 85 bucks, got her some new food, another $15. I was like, girly, your self-care is more than mine. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, Peach. This is um, <laughs> uncalled for. We're going to have to scale it back a bit, girl. <laughs> so funny. Well, but, I hope you find I don't know. a good balance in all of the things and you can get that Thanks. piece again. Sweet. Me too. I just had to share. I had something else I wanted to share and I had it written down. But then this morning I woke up and something just told me that I was supposed to, I don't know, share that it's okay if you are tired and exhausted and confused because I'm sure there's a lot of people, especially those in school right now, which is very timely for this episode, that maybe just need a spring break trip. Yeah. Maybe you could just, you know, take a break, pop over to Gulf Shores or wherever you vacation during the breaks. And have a good time. Allison takes on PCB. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait. Did you yes. ever, you know, PCB? I, oh, I know from all my Nebraska friends. I think we should definitely talk about each school's destination. But first, mm. give our picks of the week. Do you have one in mind? Um, yes. Do you want to go first though? Yeah, I would say my peak of the week was, you know, again, with the whole Disney World shoot, my birthday was right before that started. So getting to go early, run around the parks and just having like the best birthday ever. I had such a good birthday. I don't know. I had never felt more loved. I got so many nice messages, like, or not even like so many. It doesn't even matter how many I got. I just feel like they were all very genuine. And I could like feel that with like every text or like DM. I was like, wow, this seems like really genuine. Like this person really thought about me today. That's so nice. And I got to spend it with my sister, my friend Hania and her friend Emma. Like it was such a good crew. Yeah, I had a great time. So that was my peak. Oh, that makes me so happy. Everyone deserves yeah. to feel loved on the birthday. Absolutely. My peak of the week was uh, Clay's dad making me vegan lasagna. So I adore Clay's parents. Like his whole family is the sweetest, nicest, most genuine family. Like I am so lucky to have such good in-laws. I think about it every time that I'm with them. I'm just like, you guys are so nice. And having scary in-laws is not not something you want. So very thankful for that. But his dad is definitely like a meat-eating Nebraskan. You know, he played college football at Nebraska. So his dad is definitely not vegan or ever going vegan in any way. (laughs) And it was definitely like a journey of commute because his dad's usually the one that cooks dinner and we always go over there and have dinner of kind of explaining like what I can and cannot eat and what ingredients are okay or whatever. And at first he was like kind of skeptical about the whole thing. And then on Sunday, we went over there for his mom's birthday and his dad had gone to the grocery store and like looked up this whole vegan lasagna recipe and like handmade the whole thing, even had like the vegan cheese and all of the layers. And he was like so happy and proud. And he was like, I made this just for you. I made different stuff for everyone else. So you can take this home and have it for lunch all week. And it was just so pure and wholesome. And then like the next day, my mom made me a bunch of vegan banana bread. I don't know. It was just so nice that these people went out of their way because it's not like they had those ingredients at home. Like they had to go out of their way at the grocery store to get different stuff, which is not cheap, and then make it with love and then give it to me. So yeah, all all of the Aww. banana bread and all of the lasagna is gone. I like took a picture of the empty pan and sent it to his dad. And I was like, don't worry, it's all gone. Loved every bite. Oh, yeah, that that's peak. so sweet. I love that. I agree about the in-laws comment. Like you got to have good in-laws because just the horror stories I've heard just sound terrible. But that's so thoughtful of all those people. That's so sweet. Yeah. Okay. Your guys' peaks. Okay. So 
Maya said the Harry Styles album announcement was her peak of the week. We're all excited about that. (laughs) I mean, love that. I must be living under a rock because I did not know about this. Yeah, I heard inklings that it was happening. I did not know it actually happened. So I'm getting my news from our Peak of the Week listeners. So thank you, Maya, for letting okay. us know. But I will be listening once that drops. I'm, I'm now very excited. Okay, cool. That makes me feel a little better. Uh, Zoe said, went on my first solo trip this weekend to Palm Springs and I loved it. Ashley said, visiting my number one bucket list destination this week, London. So fun. Have a great time. And China said, prioritizing my personal life after feeling burnout at work, romanticizing the little things. Oh, so she's kind of feeling what I'm feeling. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad, China, that you're taking time to prioritize your personal life because work can be a little overbearing sometimes. Love to see it. And yeah, as always, send in your peaks to our Instagram. At We're Already Friends. All right. Yeah. Shocking, crazy, <laughs> wild spring break stories. I feel like I'm going to say some things I regret. <laughs> um, same. So, you know, as I always do, I just black out when we're recording these and forget what I say. <laughs> and I'm just going to go that route today. I'm just going to go for it. Perfect. Love it. Do you want to take it away? Okay. Yes. I feel like we should do a little mini recap of like where we spring breaked back in the day. So if you guys didn't know, I went to the University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. I also went to the University of Nebraska. And I feel like we had different spring break locations. So which we were just talking about. So I'm like, that'd be kind of funny to talk about that. But like everyone at my school went to Gulf Shores, Alabama for spring break. Like that was the big thing to do, at least like freshman, sophomore year. So that's where I went both of those years. Where did you go? I, for Lincoln, they are PCB, which is in Florida. And then... Padre, which is in South Texas. Those were our two big spots. Um, And there's always like a divide. Like, were you going to go to Padre or PCB? But I feel like usually the freshmen and sophomores went to Padre and then the juniors and seniors went to PCB. So I don't know if it was freshman or sophomore year, but I did go to Padre. Never made it to PCB. (laughs) And, but I do feel like all of those spring break college destinations have a similar vibe. Like I'm I'm sure Gulf Shores and Padre are pretty similar. Yeah. I think they're all very trashy. I think you can like rank which ones are like the trashiest. <laughs> um, like I feel like Padre might be a little trashier because like it's really funny. I don't even know if Gulf Shores is still like a spring break place because they like, did not want that crowd. Like if you go there in the summer, it's like mm. family friendly. It's very much like a family kitschy place. And they were like discriminating against anyone who was like not 25 trying to rent their houses. They were like, absolutely not. So that might have died down a little bit. But I feel like Padre embraced it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like from the stories that I heard, I feel like Padre like knew what it was. Like they were the spring break go-to. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to paint a picture for maybe like our international <laughs> listeners or if, if if someone's young and they need they need a visual. So Padre is like everyone's wearing neon. And I don't know if that was the time <laughs> era or if that's still a thing, but everyone's in like kind of like basically bikinis, but all this like party wear and like beer bongs and weird sunglasses and bags. And you get a hotel room with like four times the amount of people that should ever be in one (laughs) hotel room so that each person can pay like $10 a night. And it's very stressful for whoever's name goes on the hotel room because you just know that things are going to break and you're going to be liable. And all of these hotels are kind of like in a row on the beach. And so people like go out the hotels and either party in the hotel rooms or at the pool or on the beach. And you kind of just rotate between those three spots for however long you go. I think I went, we drove down. So then there was always Mm -hmm. the like, do you drive or do you fly? And mostly the poor people drove and then the rich people... got plane tickets. I was definitely in a car. And, you know, if I could go back, the smart thing to do would be to drive down because it is kind of fun. But then at the end of that, when you smell and you're morbidly exhausted, you should fly. You should fly home because that like 20, well, I don't even know, maybe like 25 hour drive home is not okay. (laughs) Like, which is so far to drive. It's just... I think I just looked it up. So I'm like, how far? Because we drove both years as well. It was 13 hours. Like that is such a long drive. 
Oh my God. I'm going to look up Padre really yeah. fast. Because Padre is like all the way down there. Padre is very far. Because that's South Padre. Texas, right? Yeah. And Gulf Shores, I think Alabama. Like kind of on the eastern side. Is like South, obviously South Alabama. But like, I feel like Padre is way farther. Okay. Padre is 17 and a half <laughs> hours from Omaha. But of course, if you're driving with, you know, like four people in a car, you're going to have to stop so much to like go to the bathroom and get food. So I feel like it takes a full day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So well, these destinations were not Anyway, close. so those... Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the cons of living in the Midwest during spring break. I, you know, couldn't we just be like an ASU girly and like drive an hour to like those lakes that they go to? Why didn't we just do that? Instead, we're, we're driving 18 hours to go to a mediocre beach and wear neon. Oh my gosh. I don't think I could have hung as an ASU girly because they like had it together. Like hair done, nails done. They've got the tan. That's true. They've got the bikini body. They've got the clothes. I was not at that caliber. Yeah, that's true. They do have it together. If you go to ASU, we know that you've, you've got your life together. Like you're put together always. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the pics. I've seen the Instagrams. Okay, yeah. So that's like a little recap of where we spring breaked. Um, I think maybe we can go first and tell a few of our crazy stories and then we can maybe share. Did you... Okay, so wait, actually really quick. Really quick side note. Where did you go junior and senior year? Because my junior and senior year spring breaks were not like wild at all. Like I ended up going to Europe both times. So I w really wanted to go to Europe before I graduated. So what did you do those, those years? Okay, yeah. I was going to say as you were looping up there. I was like, whoa, 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 I only went to Padre once. Don't don't write me down for going there four times. <laughs> I did that one wild. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did it once. It was a bucket list thing. Never had any desire to go back to that shithole of America. <laughs> um, then mm -hmm. I think I did a road trip maybe up to uh, like the Pacific Northwest. I definitely went to Europe once or twice and maybe Mexico. I'm kind of getting confused between my fall breaks but oh, okay. definitely same. I did um, did the one college crazy spring break one time. And I did ski yeah. trip one time. No more. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need. I think it's, that's the move. Like do the fun one and then use your spring breaks wisely. Like we've said this in a million other travel episodes, but like you do not get as much time off once you graduate as you think you do. So that was my plan. Like I'm going to go to Spain, my junior spring break, like run around Spain. And then my senior year spring break, we did Brussels, Amsterdam, and then a bunch of places in Italy, like Milan, Florence, and Venice. And I'm so glad I did that because have I been back to Italy since? No, but I used that time wisely, which we can get into another day. Today's not the day for fun, calm stories. It's the crazy stuff. So fabulous. All right. So my first story happened when I was in Greece. We were, you had to fly into Athens and then to take the ferry to Mykonos. So even just getting there was a whole journey. We almost missed the ferry like by a second. We woke up in Athens and for some reason, the alarm didn't go off. I don't know if it's time change. You know, to be honest, there was probably no alarm set. Alarms always go off. I love when people say that. My alarm didn't go off. Like as if the, the alarm just decided, <laughs> we're just not going to go off today. It's like, no, you snoozed it or it wasn't set. Those are the only situations. Yeah. Um, or your phone was on silent. Anyway, but we wake up and it was like, holy fuck, we have to get on this ferry, which is like all the way across town in like seven minutes and just like threw all of our stuff in a suitcase, like ran outside, flagged down a taxi. And we were like, like minutes go. And we sprinted onto that thing. So I feel like that should have been you know, a red flag that that was like setting the tone of the time in Mykonos, that it was just going <laughs> to be chaos. But Mykonos is one of those places on Instagram that looks like very, very, very calm, peaceful, like you just see the white buildings. But no, there's a, there's a lot happening there. So I, I could share a lot of things. But one particular story from this trip is standing out. We rented mopeds or like this ATV thing. And, you know, you kind of have to like sign your life away when you rent these things. You give them like your passport and your driver's license and like a credit card. And we wanted to go to the other side of the island. And there was like some spots over there we wanted to see. So we didn't think anything of it. We like get on this ATV and just beeline it to the other side of the island, which is way more remote. And all of a sudden, the ATV just like stops. Like it's just out of gas. <laughs> And this was back in the day before I had an international phone plan or a SIM card or nothing. So we're just like 
stranded out there. And we were trying to get there for sunset. So we thought, okay, that'd be cute. Well, that's not great when you run out of gas and darkness is approaching by the minute. And the ATV is like up on this hill and we like look down and we're like, okay, someone's like house is kind of over there. Well, let's just like go see. Okay, well, no one's home, but they had a gas can that was like kind of chained up. So the person I was with siphoned with this tube, the gas out of the the gas thing into my water bottle, like sucked it out with their mouth and then (gasps) spit the gas into this water bottle. I, I took no part. <laughs> so we oh get the whole water God. bottle full of gas because we couldn't like up. get the can out. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so then we trek back up and like our ATV was like pretty far up this massive hill and we're like walking up this hill and this tiny little smart car like comes up next to us and it's this cute couple. I don't know where they were vacationing from. I can't even remember. They're like, do you guys want to ride to the top of the hill? We were like, yes, we would love that. Like it's getting dark. We've got to get this gas back into our ATV. We get in. Dude, we were too heavy. The smart car couldn't make it up the hill. (laughs) Like this car was so tiny. And like, I don't know if anyone's been to Greece, but the hills are like straight vertical. Like the car was like skidding. And I think they must have had their luggage in there too. Maybe they were leaving. So we had to get out. And so we we finished the walk back up to this ATV. And we think for sure that the gas is going to work. So we just like say goodbye to them. Probably wasn't the best choice, but also we kind of felt awkward. Or I guess they, they continued on. I don't really remember. But we get back to the ATV. And I just remember there's like a donkey standing at the fence watching this all go down. So we pour the water bottle into the ATV and it doesn't work. And we're like, oh, what the hell? Gosh. How is it not working? So apparently that was diesel gas and the ATV took not diesel gas. I don't know. So we're just standing there. Like at this point, it's maybe like nine, 10 o'clock at night. Like we had no idea. And there was no one coming by on this road for so long. We're like, I guess we're just gonna like sleep here. It was so far back to the other side of the island. I, there was we're like, do we walk? Do we leave this thing? And so finally this guy comes by and speaks no English, but we basically explained to him that it doesn't work. And he showed him the gas thing or whatever. So he calls, you know, small island. Maybe he just knew the guy. I'm not sure. Calls the ATV thing. The guy comes and we were like, oh God, he's going to be so mad that we put diesel in this ATV. And so we hid the water bottle like down in the ditch. And the guy gets there and he immediately like goes over. He's like messing with it, trying to turn it on. And he's like, you put diesel in here. And we were like, no, <gasps> nope, not at all. Did not do that. I don't know how he knew. I don't like, I mean, I guess he owns like an automotive thing. So maybe he could smell the difference. I have no idea. He went and found the water bottle. It <gasps> was like so chaotic. And so I'm like, this guy's going to kill us like right here on the side of the road. Like we just broke his ATV. And he just like tells us to get in the car. And it was a very, very quiet drive back to his ATV shop. But we get out and he just like gave us our card and stuff back and like didn't really say anything. And we left. I don't know. We never got charged for it. But maybe the next day he just like took a trailer out and like went and picked it up. Maybe maybe worse things have happened. I'm sure people have like crashed them and whatnot. But in the moment, we were terrified. Like we were, I was so much younger. I like, I think I literally thought this guy was going to kill me. Because <laughs> well, I, yeah. I didn't have a phone. It was dark. You're like in a foreign country. Also, isn't it his fault that he gave you guys an empty ATV? Yes, thank you. That's like what we were saying is like, he should have alerted us. Yes, we should have looked down and seen that it was low on gas. But usually like when you rent a car or something, you fill it up. And like when you go to rent turn it, you fill it back Back up, up. right? Isn't that how it goes? That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he realized that and that's why he cut us some slack. I don't know. Yeah. Like how would you, you were trying to do the right thing. You were stranded and you shouldn't have been in that situation The person I was with had such a fucking bellyache though. They were like dead after because they just had gas in their mouth. So I don't, I think that they, (laughs) or not a bellyache, a headache. I don't think they were feeling very well. Yeah. You could, like I would rather have just slept on the road like before I did anything of those sorts. Siphon gasoline in your mouth. <laughs> like I'm literally speechless. All right. Well, that was my first <laughs> shocking story. Okay. Yes. Um, I am again speechless from that story. I can hop into one of my stories flashing back to Gulf Shores my freshman year. So how Allison mentioned like packing way too many people in like a rental place or a house. 
we had 14 girls in a house, like a tiny little bungalow on the beach. And like everyone in Gulf Shores like runs a house like right on the beach or maybe like a block from the beach. And then you all hang out in like these giant clusters of your friends like on the beach all day. So us being very last minute planners and just like, again, broke college students, we booked like the furthest house down. Like we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, we got a beachfront house. Us not knowing it's like two miles from like everyone else on the beach as well. So basically like there's like the main section on the beach and then like a mile and a half down, it was like our house. We're like, you know what? That's fun. We're just going to walk like a nice mile and a half there. It'll be great. It'll be like a nice relaxing walk. And then we'll just like walk back every day. And so like the first day we did that and there was like a little kind of like bridge that connects like, you know, halfway through there's like a bridge where you can go up on the road and walk over this little like river or you can just kind of like walk in the water. And our first day, this like little water river that connected from the ocean to like this river was super short, like very small, like I think like low tide. So we just like walked over this river, like on the beach. So it was nothing. So our second day, same thing. Like it's like 10 a.m. We're walking over all the other houses. We kind of like cross this little river. Again, it's like the ocean water where it meets like this river under this road. And you know, whatever, walk over the river. We're fine. Like no big deal. So then like we stay over on that side of the beach till like 3, 4 p.m. And we're like, okay, let's just go back to our house. Like we're so done. So it's like four o'clock and we're going back toward where our house is. And this river has just like expanded because it's like high tide now. And it was like a huge like ravine. Like we just swim across it. And like we definitely could just like walk. (laughs) Swim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like all of a sudden we're swimming in the ocean. And, you know, we definitely could have just like walked up to the road, but it was like kind of a hike like to get up to the top of the bridge where the cars were. So we're like, oh, we'll just like swim it. Like, but like, meanwhile, I was like, everyone's drunk. And what I didn't know is that some of my friends like literally can't swim. I just like don't really know what the thought process was here. But I was like, okay, like this is easy. Like, but we all had our phones. So like, imagine like having to wade in like water that's like above like your shoulders and like having to swim and like hold your phones and stuff. And I, I used to be a lifeguard and I was on like the swim team in high school. So I'm like, this is fine. So I'm just like swimming across, you know, like ready to go back to the house. I like look back and my friend is literally getting swept into this ravine, like going (laughs) down this river toward town. And I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? So I like had to swim after her. I grabbed her. I like put her on my back and I like swam her to the other side of the ravine. We got across, like all of our phones got wet. We like put them in rice because I'm like, okay, I don't really care if my phone's wet. This girl's like literally drowning. Also, I had one of those like life cases. Do you remember what those were? Those super ugly ones that were waterproof. Yes. So actually like, I don't think my phone. Yeah, they were like a brick. Like, oh my God, those are so hideous. But I like specifically got it for this trip, like which, which turned out to work really well in my favor. But like everyone else's phones were just like trashed. Like, cause we just like all started getting swept in. But like, my friend was like halfway down the server. So I'd like swim after her, put her on my back, like literally lifeguard save, whatever. So we're all just like laughing because it was like really scary. But like all of us were like fine. We get back to our house and I guess like three of our friends had left like 20 minutes before us. And one of our friends like went down the river and they'd like get help and like go actually like rescue her. It was like really bad. So we got back to the house and our friends were like, why didn't you guys help us? Like, didn't you see us drowning? And they were like yelling at us that we didn't help them. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like such spring break drama. I'm like, uh, I was literally rescuing our other friend. And also you guys were there like 20 minutes for us. Like no one saw you drowning. So the rest of the week, like everyone was like mad at us because like none of us helped our other friend that like actually went down the river like half mile. But all in all, don't go swimming if you guys are intoxicated and definitely don't mess with high tides. Like that was actually like so not okay, but we're all good. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> scary. My initial yeah. thoughts are one, you're a very good friend. And two, I'm picturing like the council of the little town making a list of like reasons that we do not want spring breakers here anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the girls getting swept in the ravine and they're like, okay, yeah, we don't, we do not want this. This is a liability. Literally, number one. Yeah, people not getting, we don't want people drowning down our rivers. So that makes literally, that's not good. So, but yeah, I just like, when we got back, <gasps> oh I was gosh. expecting everyone to be like, are you guys okay? But this girl was like screaming at us. I'm like, okay, uh, never going on spring break with you ever again. So awkward. Oh my gosh. And this is also why parents are terrified when they see that their children are going to these places. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, yeah, definitely best to not get super drunk because I feel like I was able to help because I wasn't like actually like very drunk. But yeah, definitely got to be careful. I don't mess with the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I so badly wish I was an ocean girly and could go out and like get all of those cute videos in the ocean, but I'm scared. Like there's just things out there, you know, we were born in the Midwest. We didn't have the ocean at our disposal and it freaks me out. Maybe someday I'll move to a beach side place and I'll get over my fear. Yeah, I agree. All right. One more shocking story for me. This was more just surprising and restored my faith in humanity. When I was in Padre, me and all of these people decided that we needed to go to Whataburger, which was like a fair bit across town. And this particular area was not really like the most safe, I would say. But I had never been to Whataburger and I really wanted to go. So we go and my drunk dumbass leaves my wallet with the room key. You know how they're like a, a credit card type of room key? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? So I leave my wallet with our room key, all of my cash, because at the time I was bartending. So I was trying to spend all in cash that I had saved up for this trip. My cards, my ID. I leave all of this at the Whataburger, but don't realize it. And that is pretty off-brand for me because I don't really lose things. Like I'm just not that person. I always am like phone wallet keys. Like I usually keep my things in check. And we get, we drive all the way back to the hotel and we go up and I'm like, holy fuck. I think I left it either in the car or at Whataburger. And we go out to the car. It's not in there. So we drive back and apparently a family had seen us in there and saw us leave and gave my wallet to the checkout person and they had it. And they gave actually not a dollar was taken out of there. And there was like $600 in cash, I think, in this wallet. Oh my God. Someone was looking out. That's really nice. They're going to have... Because that could have... Yeah. They probably had really good karma for a while after that one. Oh my gosh. No kidding. All right. You got one more? Yes. I'll just do a really quick one. Um, So yeah. So spring break freshman year was a drowning incident. Sophomore year, I also went with a group of people that like I wasn't super close with. So sophomore year, I also did a big group house with like 15 girls. And this one, I feel like sophomore year was just like way more of a shit show. But just like one memory that sticks out to me. And I feel like this paints the perfect picture of like me being afraid of like authority. Like I'm very scared of like police officers getting in trouble. Like don't know where this comes from, but I'm just like so scared of that. But I guess our rental house was with like a big rental company. And like our rental company security like just kept checking in on like all the houses. And like you literally couldn't do anything. Like they would check in on you like once or twice a day. And I guess like literally the second or third day, the security came and like I genuinely thought it was the cops. Like I was so scared. So like ran to the beach. I was like, I am not like dealing with the cops, like which makes no sense. Like why would they come to our house and like knock on the door? But it was the security. They came in, like knew none of us were 21, saw all of our alcohol. So like literally on the second day of spring break, this security man like poured out all of our alcohol. And I'm just like hiding on the beach. Connor was there. We're just like hiding, watching it all happen from like the windows. It was like 9.30 p.m. at night. So you could see everything from the windows. And it was just, it kind of set the mood. It was kind of like a depressing spring break because I don't know. It just like, it felt like all the fun was being ruined like the second day. So like the rest of the days, we were all just like, I don't know. It was deflating. You had to be more low key. Yeah. It was, again, that was definitely Gulf Shores, like being like, this is not a spring break destination. Everyone needs to get GTFO. Goodbye. So I think we even left like a day earlier too, because it was just like, you could tell no one wanted us there. (laughs) It was a very unwelcoming place. Dang. Sad. But could you see me like running and hiding like a little baby? Like, is that not the most me thing? I was just like so scared of like getting a ticket or something. Yeah. Same. That was like me in high school. I won't go into it, but I had to run from so many uh, cop situations. One time while the cops were in the house, I hid in the master closet shower and I I got away with it. So I'm with (laughs) you. I'm not trying to get any contact with police under any circumstances. Not that anyone does. I I mean, I'm sure no one is like... (laughs) No, I had friends that were like not scared at all. Like even like our senior year of college when we're all like of age, like we would have like house parties and like one time the police literally knocked on our front door. I was like, I'm not answering. My friend just went up and answered and then she got a ticket. I'm like, why'd you do that? She's like, you have to act like you're not scared. I'm like, but we're definitely in the wrong. Like we're definitely being so loud at like 10 a.m. On a Saturday, we got like a disturbance of the peace ticket, but it was just her. I'm like, this is why you run and hide. This is why you don't answer the door. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's 
Probably the last time she answered the door. Yeah. Okay. So we had you guys submit your stories on our Instagram. I'm going to read this first one. We're going to keep them anonymous in case uh, maybe you guys don't want these out in the world attached to your name. So first story says, one of my guy friend's brother tagged along on our huge trip and we hooked up and kept talking and now we're married. Major plot twist from what I thought my spring break would be. The drama. That is iconic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Truly iconic. I wonder like what the conversations went like with her and her brother and like her brother and the friend. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's like touchy. It is touchy. I would like hate that if someone like, yeah, if that was like my brother. <laughs> I was going to say if I hooked up with Brady and then I was like, why would I even say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's exactly. But did that ever happen to you? Oh yeah. Like, did any of your friends ever hook up with Brady? Oh my God. Like I hated Brady in high school and middle school because like people would try <laughs> to hook up with him and like be friends with him. And I'm like, these are my friends. Like we actually like, despised each other, but now we're friends. Solely based. Oh, that makes well, me so okay, we sad. Actually, I mean, you know, just not actual despise. But I was so mad at him for hanging out with my friends. I'm like, stop. But then I dated like one of his friends. So then I'm like, okay, I'm actually a hypocrite and it's really not that big of a deal. But you know, it happens. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, that is so funny. Yes. Okay. This one's crazy. I went to Florida with two of my friends for spring break, sophomore year of college and got sick on the second day. We went to urgent care. They took my vitals, but didn't run any tests. The doctor came in and looked at my chart and then goes, it's probably an ectopic pregnancy, which I'm obviously freaking out because one, what the fuck? I'm pregnant? Question mark, question mark. And two, high risk, potentially fatal situation? Question mark, question mark. Uh, that's perfect. So the doctor then says I should take a pregnancy test to be sure, which definitely should have been done first, but then it was negative. Then the doctor was like, oh, okay, I think it's just a sinus infection. <laughs> I had irreparable psychological damage from that urgent care visit, LOL. <laughs> oh my gosh. I honestly think that's the most shocking one of all of the ones that we got. Like what was going on in that doctor's mind that that was the route that he chose, he, she chose to tell this poor girl. Okay, urgent cares are a wild, wild place. Like I try not to ever go there if I have a real issue. Because like, I feel like this stuff happens all the time. Like one time Connor went and they're like, oh my God, your heart rate is so regularly like you need to go to the doctor right now. And then he like went to like the actual emergency room. And they're like, no, you're fine. Like, what are they talking about? So be careful, <laughs> urgent care sometimes. <laughs> but oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever been to one. No, avoid. Like sometimes they're just crazy. <gasps> Oh my God. I just got a flashback of when I was in Croatia and my friend broke his leg from jumping off the stage at a music festival and we had to take him to like the Croatian urgent care and same thing. It was just a hot mess. <laughs> oh, and we were all like so messed up. Yeah. I think I, I told that story on the podcast way back in one of our earlier episodes, but I just got a flashback to like, you know, the, the waiting rooms at these urgent care type places. Never know what you're going to get. Never know. Okay. Next story. This says, my friends and I went to Padre, shout out Padre, for spring break. Two of us were underage. One had a fake ID and the, the other was over 21. One of the evenings, we were completely blasted on the ocean beach. We were one of the only people out at that time. The second I saw a group of dudes our age, I went up to them and made conversation. Myself and my friend went over to the hotel a ways away to go hot tub and swim. The other two stayed on the beach to party. We came back and the other minor under 21 was hysterically bawling because she had just got an MIP from drinking on the beach. Long story short, she had to go to court and Padre the next day <laughs> that we were supposed to leave and we were 18 hours away from school with class the next day. And she was stuck in that court for four hours. Wish I could add the other crazy parts of the trip, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Padre. I think that's my worst nightmare <laughs> is getting arrested on spring break or like having to go to court. That sounds awful. I think it's just sad because she was by herself. Like if you got say arrested with like four of your friends and you were all underage, like maybe you could look back and laugh later. But when you're the one person that just feels like an absolute degenerate, not, not a good feeling. And then like, what did her friends have to wait? Did she fly home? Terrible. I, I need to know more. It's terrible. Next one. 
Okay. So freshman year, five girls and I drove down in my car to Gulf Shores. Shout out Gulf Shores. And each sorority fraternity had houses somewhat close to each other. Kind of like my situation too. On day two, I drank a little too much and ended up sleeping at one of the frat houses. And when I woke up the next morning, I couldn't see out of one eye and I felt kind of (laughs) weird. So I snuck into the bathroom past everyone sleeping and turned in the mirror and literally scared myself because my eye was swollen shut and my face was starting to swell too. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So I went back and had to wake up the guy I was with, which scared him half to death because I looked like I got punched in my sleep. So after a whole long journey getting back to the sorority house, we went to the urgent care where they said I had pink eye, strep throat, and an ear infection. (laughs) And they gave me a numbing shot in my heel because I had a splinter there that wouldn't come out. Okay, this is going all sorts of directions. This is this girl got wrecked. This this is chaotic. (laughs) A week later, I tested positive for mono. Oh my God, this doesn't end. (laughs) And for sure had it on the trip. (laughs) Spring break, baby. And oh. Wait, wait. (laughs) Yeah, finish it. (laughs) P.S. While waiting in the urgent care center, (laughs) my eye infection spreads my other eye. So they're both swollen shut. LOL. This is horrible. (laughs) That is why people don't want to go on these trips because of that. Like, that is honestly worse than getting an MIP. (laughs) Yeah, actually, if I had to choose, like, getting both my eyes swollen shut from pink eye and mono and strep throat and a science infection or whatever else she said. And don't forget the the shot in her heel. (laughs) Why? between like that and getting arrested like maybe I would like maybe lock me up honestly as long as I'm coming out without that I think I'd rather have that what kind of germs were going on in this situation for all of that to have happened (laughs) I don't want to know oh my god well I'm sure she also had a long mental recovery of anxiety from all that so I hope you're doing okay since this was quite a few years ago all right Last one. Okay, so this was many, many years ago, but during my junior year of college, my sorority sisters and I went to Cancun, arranged the trip through a tour company. We arrived to a hotel that was less than half completed and being built, had no hot water, barely any staff, and they had actually gone bankrupt, yet it was was still being kept open. I think the showers with no hot water was maybe the worst part. Sad face, but we still managed to have fun. Okay, actually, the submission came from my mother, my mom. <laughs> You're going to put Lorianne out there like that? <laughs> yeah, so that was from Lolo. Um, thank you so much for participating, mom. That is so horrible. Glad you had that optimism um, and still managed to have a good time. We love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, thank you everyone who sent in your submissions to help. Uh, see, started the episode in therapy, ended up laughing. Maybe the same for you guys. Maybe, yeah. maybe you turn on the AF podcast <laughs> and you're needing a little comfort. And now we can leave today crying, laughing. Crying, laughing, feeling a little lighter and ready to tackle the day. Oh my gosh. Well, hopefully if you guys are going on any spring break, you don't have anything traumatic like this happen. Be safe. Listen, you know, when your parents say like, make good choices, (laughs) do it. Yes. And if you did have something happen this spring break and you needed to laugh about it, maybe it wasn't as bad as these. Like maybe you're like, you know what? Maybe I have it pretty good. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.